The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Are you ready for operational excellence? Welcome to the Visual Workplace, work that makes sense, where your host and visual workplace expert, Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth, shares powerful visual principles and practices to optimize your operations and make them safer, faster, better, and far less costly. The Visual Workplace. You can't get to excellence without it. Now, here's Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth. Welcome. Hi. This is Gwendolyn Galsworth, and you are at the Visual Workplace. This is our weekly radio show about letting the workplace speak, and I am the host. This is our 218th show. We've been at it now into our fifth year. We have about 70,000 listeners a month, many of you by podcast, we're very happy to say. And in each of these shows, we have looked and we shall look at some aspect of how to embed the intelligence of our operational system into the living, dynamic landscape of work through visual devices, through visual systems. What we are doing when we apply visuality to operations is installing the language of our current operational system, whether it is excellent or just at the beginning of its formation, we are installing the language, the specifications of that system through these devices. We're making that level concrete and specific by way of physical, visual, can be seen, tangible devices, mini systems and systems. We can literally see what we think, how we think, and predict how that thinking will function because we see its impact. We are essentially setting up a physical cause and effect, you know, those long chains of cause and effect, where finally, after this, that, this, that, this, that, the guy's cup of tea gets poured. (laughs) And he gets bonked over the head, so he gets up and drinks the tea. A chain of cause and effect, that's what we're doing physically. We're capturing our thinking and how our thinking will function in these devices. We are, as a friend of mine, wonderful friend of mine, Stuart Bellamy said the other day, an ACE practitioner, he has been following and amplifying my work for about 15 years. He lives in Canada in Regina. He used to work for Brandt, an ACE practitioner. He said, visuality is about behavior. He's completely right. What we are doing is we are structuring in behavior so that what is supposed to happen does happen, on time, every time, day or night. We are doing it through people, and we are doing it for people. We are structuring the behavior of human beings. We are structuring the behavior of machines. We are structuring the behavior of the hospital staff, but also of the hospital itself. And by doing that, we relieve us human beings of the burden of remembering And also, 
the burden of not remembering and making mistakes, getting into trouble, and really causing accidents as well. You just keep spinning out those causes. It can be solved easily. This is work that lean doesn't do. It doesn't pretend to do it. It is work that visual does. A powerful, powerful, perfect partner for lean. And why do we bother? We bother for, yes, the bottom line benefits. Improved safety, better quality, more aligned delivery time, shrinking costs, of course. Reduced lead time hugely on the micro and macro level. We do it for the splendid cultural alignment that a liberated language, that liberated information will create. Because when we liberate information, we liberate the human will. And so we become agile as human beings, self-leaders, and we can align with the corporate intent. And as a result, the culture is extremely unified, smooth, and moving in the, the direction of the good. And you know what else? We enjoy ourselves along the way. We simply go to work and we enjoy ourselves because we are able to achieve by design through visual devices flow. And it's all about flow. Flow where you can, pull where you must. This is what Ono told us. Hmm? It's all about flow. Life is about flow. Why shouldn't work be about flow? Everything that we've done in the last 30 years of this lean, continuous improvement, JIT, Toyota production system event that has visited us and improved our lives so vastly has been about finding and establishing and maintaining, sustaining flow. Hmm? So welcome. <laughs> welcome to the visual workplace today. Today we're talking about the next generation. We're finally moving to the horizon. Next generation 5S, 5S on steroids, operator-led visuality. I, sh- I was going to call it the four musketeers. You'll find out why. I'm going to be mapping out four shifts, big shifts that you can make in your 5S. This may be our final show as we have... Uh, deconstructed and reconstructed the 5S phenomenon. So welcome. This is Gwendolyn Galsworth. And let me just make a few announcements. We will have our new calendar up by next Monday, if all goes as planned, where we'll announce a number of events that are happening next year that are public events for the most part. And on that note, I'll be in Minneapolis, in the Minneapolis area next week, doing a two-day visual thinking seminar Second day is going to be, is the visual uh, site assessment, where I teach people the way that I assess a site and the way to assess a site visually. And it is not walking around looking for applications of lean. It's looking for how information is treated. We'll be at Fast Global Solutions in Glenwood, Minnesota. And it is an on-site seminar, but the company has graciously and generously opened its doors to the public. If you should be interested and you have time at this late date, please give us a call at 503-233-1784. Those are our offices or email us at radio at visualworkplace.com, 503-233-1784. Those are the offices of Visual Thinking, Inc. in Portland, Oregon. And at the same plant in January, I'll be doing a master class, a train the trainer for operator-led visuality work that makes sense. The class is nearly full. We put a 14 trainer limit on it. Four seats remain. And again, uh, 
our host have, has invited us to invite others uh, because it's actually more interesting when we have an array, especially people from other companies, internal or external. So let us know about that also. Give us a call or send us an email. Uh, and the materials, it's a really a great package. The materials include complete access to our online training system work that makes sense, operator-led visuality, which is a very, very big Plus, the brochures will come out in a few weeks, um, maybe a little bit sooner. Just bear with us. But give us a call if you're interested. We can give you the profile. And also, I want to announce uh, once again that our featured product for this month of November is our podcast bundles ready for download. There's over 150 of them. We have put them into topic bundles, so the content is grouped to let you know what the topics are uh, for your in-depth listening. And they're only $5.99 a bundle for download. You can listen to them anytime free for streaming, but $5.99 for uh, the bundles. So, And, you know, all of them have at least 10 podcasts in them. It's very, very interesting. So visit us at visualworkplace.com or find the link in our newsletter, The Visual Thinker. It comes out every week. And by the way, thanks for your letters and your examples. We gave a shout out last week to um, Mark Albert in Australia. We're shouting out to Dan Fleming in Boston for a visual, what shall I call it, illusion, illusion he sent in this week. Thank you very much, Dan. He happens to be an old friend. Delighted to hear from you. And I am sure our editor and VP of communications, Cindy Linden, will use it soon. Please keep sending them in. We love them. We use them. Send them into radio at visualworkplace.com or through our website or through our newsletter. Or call us at 503-233-1784. That's our company um, phone number. Our Listener call-in line, I'd like you to make a note of this and give me a call, (laughs) is 866-472-5790, 866-472-5790. Someday, this will become a call-in show. I can hardly wait. I tell you, I'm very, very, very good uh, coaching situations that are described to me uh, virtually. I'm just really good at it, and I'd love to have a chance to share that with you, but If you don't call in, we just go on with me, you know, kind of teaching what I know. So that's why the show is the way it is. Lots and lots of tutorials. I have to tell you, I love it as well. So today, today, today we are moving towards the horizon and the destination. We've been dissecting 5S, its origins in Japan, its shifts when it came to our shores many decades ago, its morphs transmigration of the 5S soul, (laughs) its Buddhist incarnation. We've spent several weeks on tweaks, shifts in the model, the model itself, a couple of shows on shifting the 5S audit from a purely compliance tool to one that can excite and engage and educate and enliven, an empowerment tool. And I have throughout remarked that many, many companies have been and will continue to be very successful with their 5S approach and their audit. But for the folks who are struggling as successful as they want to do, I've made suggestions, suggestions that have worked for me and for my clients, and they just might work for you. I think so. 
And also, as I mentioned last week, you can find my articles on these same topics this week as well in our weekly newsletter, The Visual Thinker. All you have to do... All you have to do to, to uh, subscribe is to send an email and say, I want to subscribe. You can drop out at any time. We think it's a really, really good newsletter. I write an article every week. You go to our website, to our newsletter page. You'll find the archives of the newsletter, the, the uh, series on 5S and 5S Resurrection. The ones we're into now are, are uh, issues 21 through 37, June through August. It's a very, been a very long and very interesting discussion. All those articles are free for download, and some of them come with pictures. So we're going into our first break. I went on a little bit longer than I had hoped with my uh, introductory yabber, but so it is. We're going into our first break, and as soon as we get back, we will get to the nub of the issue this week, the issue of what, in fact, should lie beneath 5S, What is this next generation of 5S? What are its components? There will be four main ones, and I will map them out for you when we get together again in a moment. See you in a minute. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Are you ready to bring the power of the visual workplace to your company? Gwendolyn Galsworth, visual workplace expert and award-winning author, is available to help you harness and maximize that power. With nearly 30 years of hands-on experience, Dr. Galsworth shows you how through in-house seminars, site assessments, total company conversions, keynotes, coaching, and consulting. Learn about visuality through our books, DVDs, on-demand webinars, visual edge learning packages, and a host of other teaching materials. Enroll in the Visual Lean Institute and get trained and licensed as an instructor or QMI affiliate in any of our nine core visual workplace courses. Keep your visual workplace going and growing. Visit our website at visualworkplace.com to learn more about workplace visuality, our products and services, and when Gwendolyn will be presenting near you. That website again is visualworkplace.com. Bob Pritchard has over 30 years of experience as a straight-talking business consultant and author working with some of the top Fortune 500 companies. Now he's come to the Voice America Business Channel to help you and your business. Tune in to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show for information about starting and successfully running a profitable business. From the movers and shakers to great marketing screw-ups, you can't afford to miss a single edition of the Bob Pritchard Radio Show, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. Now there's a new destination for video content, VoiceAmerica.tv, just like our radio channels and so much more. Voice America Variety, Health and Wellness, Business, Sports, Green Talk, Power Up Motorsports, and 7th Wave Network now have their own video channel components. Plus, check out exclusive programming, including movies, music, educational courses, science and history, current events, and short features. High-definition, premier-quality programs available 24-7, VoiceAmerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us support you. The business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. You're listening to The Visual Workplace, work that makes sense with Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call one 866 472 5790. That's toll free 1 866 
472-5790 or send an email to radio at visualworkplace.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. This is Gwendolyn Galsworth, and you're joining us for our second segment of our show today, Next Generation 5S on Steroids. And what if 5S from Japan could make a cozy and permanent home for itself in the West as a core and very successful part of continuous improvement? What if 5S triggered high, even dazzling levels of employee engagement? What if 5S was a system that pulled high-impact operational outcomes into a place that actually fed the bottom line and you knew it, you could, tra- you could trace it, you could track it? These are great questions, and to which I say, well, why not? So when I asked the question of what lies beneath 5S last week, I also answered it. I answered it because there's a problem. And as I noted last week, in my view, the problem is 5S has no beating heart. It has no internal learning mechanism, no mechanism for growth, growth for the company or growth for operations or growth for the individual. It is a closed-ended process, which is really okay. When it's done, it's done. It provides a platform for building much on top of it, and that makes 5S indispensable. But 5S does not continue to higher heights. It has a full stop at the end of it, at least as far as I can see. Again, the entire world is continually proving me wrong on all of my declarations. So (laughs) prove me wrong again here. But I have been studying this topic and deeply, deeply involved as an implementer, not as an academic. I am not. I have a PhD, but I'm sorry I have to avoid the universities because, you know, my, my brain would die there. I've got to be in the midst of things, in the real struggles, in the practical issues. And I have been dealing with the wonderful creature called 5S since 1983. We've gotten to know each other really well. So... As far as I can see, and as far as my experience has taught me, 5S does not continue to higher heights. It is a process that, get us, that gets us to an outcome, a knowable, reachable, vital outcome. And then, well, that's it. Mind you, you can have and should have lots of fun along the way. Glory in every glimmer. Do it early. 5S is the doorway to the first level of stability that every company needs. And it is also the doorway to sanity for the people who work in those companies. The non-5S environment is just really madness. And you know what? It feels so good to get rid of the clutter and set things in order. Vitally good, vitally important, no way around it. Don't skip this step. But 5S will also meet its end, its finite end, preset and knowable. There is no pursuit of perfection in the language of Womack and Jones. In 5S, there is no such thing. There is simply arrival. What lies beneath, 
as I said last week, not enough. Not enough to make 5S a way of life, an engine for growth and productivity, an engine for growth and creativity. 5S has no beating heart. It's not supposed to. It's important, yes, needed, yes, required, yes. A clean, neat, and orderly workplace is pre-required, pre-requisite, a condition that is not optional. We know that, and we are glad. Lean has a heart, a beating heart, a ticking heart. Lean's ticking heart races to the finish line on time. Time is its beating heart, the foundation. Quality has a beating heart, the satisfied customer, an ever-receding outcome. You always keep reaching for it. And that is what forces us to march down the causal chain to find greater and greater quality solutions, ones that didn't exist before we changed technology in order to satisfy the customer. So quality has a beating heart. Visuality has a beating heart. And I'm going to be talking about it now as I move into creating a 5S that lets the workplace speak. The next generation 5S, the 5S on steroids I refer to in the title And I will tell you, as I mentioned last week, that I discovered this. I discovered this wealth of understanding through a series of failures. This is the way we all learn. (laughs) Some of us are not quite ready to admit it, but I am. I learn through my failures, and my failures are plenty, which means if I'm smart, if I'm a smart person, I'm going to learn. So... There were two things that opened my, my, my eyes, two things that opened my eyes in the 1980s and 90s. A handful of operators in almost every company that I worked with in doing 5S traveled far, far beyond the 5S I was teaching, far, far beyond neat and clean, far beyond labels and lines, far And that opened my eyes. They were, so that's the first thing. The second is they created, in this moving beyond 5S, they created the realm of visual inventions, never seen before visual devices that solved with precision local challenges that they found in their own work. They jumped right over any misbegotten premise to standardize or homogenize their solutions into seen-befores or seen in a book or taught to me by that instructor who's standing in the front of the room commanding attention. They listened and attentively, but then they found very peculiar, sometimes weird solutions. (laughs) And suddenly, the workplace began to speak. Double border functions... Double border function, never seen before, before Gary, Gary Byes did it in 1993 at Fleet Engineers. Driver license level addresses, John Pacheco at United Electric. Generic addresses, the team at, oh dear, Green Rubber, Green Rubber, yes, outside of Woburn, Massachusetts. Generic addresses because they needed a place 
to find their pizza. So they created a place called Drop Zone. Everything went there, everything, including the pizza, while it was still hot. <laughs> I, noticed, I noticed this dazzling creativity. The visual solutions produced during that time looked like nothing in the books. Mm? It looked like Cherry Garcia versus Vanilla, as I've told you before. And so when I saw this, I said, there's something strange happening here, something unusual. And it is worth noting, and how can I replicate it? How can I repeat it? How can I make the contribution of these high performers? And they were all operators at the time. I hadn't begun my work on the, on the C-level or on the supervisory level. They were all operators at the time. How can I make that a part of the thinking of all operators so that all operators would not be limited by 5S but would instead go beyond the boundaries and make a real contribution through this medium to their company and to themselves because it feels so good to create. And I thought about it and thought about it. These operators that achieved one round of success and went back for another and another. They just kept generating. And I want to call out John Pacheco for one, the great, the incomparable John Pacheco, master machinist at United Electric Controls in Watertown, Massachusetts, completely invisible until we began our little 5S rollout in 1990, 91. And then he became crown king of 5S and he never gave up his throne, not to this day. I spoke to him by chance only a week ago and he is still generating. He has uh, turned aside the possibility of early retirement, and he's just generating. He taught me this man, John Pacheco. He taught me, and I owe him so much. The world does, because it was his nature to think visually. And without him and without his colleague Bill Antunis or Cindy Barter, who also worked there, or the great Louis Contadio, God rest his soul, where would I be? They showed me my job was to turn it into a learning pathway. They were visual thinkers of the first order. They showed me what lay beneath, and I was determined to turn it into a system of learning and application to find a way to help companies create a workforce of what I came to call visual thinkers, a workforce of visual thinkers. And we've largely succeeded, and now we've moved the paradigm up, the one that I'm going to talk to you about, these four musketeers into the boardroom, into CEO thinking, into plant managers and engineers and vice presidents and sales and marketing and hospitals and open pit mines. Continuous process flow, the same thing. So here it is. The problem. We renamed the problem. The problem was no longer not neat, not clean clutter. Dirt, grease. The problem was missing information. And getting rid of the clutter and cleaning were simply ways to prepare the environment so we could see the information that was missing, so we could see what was not there, and so that we could put into place the solution, which I'll get to in a moment. Well, I'll tell you what it is right now visual devices. So the problem was renamed. The problem is information deficits, missing information, not 
clutter and not dirt. Hmm? That was the first of the four musketeers. And I will introduce you to the rest when we come back from this, our second break. I'll see you in a moment. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Are you ready to bring the power of the visual workplace to your company? Gwendolyn Galsworth, visual workplace expert and award-winning author, is available to help you harness and maximize that power. With nearly 30 years of hands-on experience, Dr. Galsworth shows you how through in-house seminars, site assessments, total company conversions, keynotes, coaching, and consulting. Learn about visuality through our books, DVDs, on-demand webinars, visual edge learning packages, and a host of other teaching materials. Enroll in the Visual Lean Institute and get trained and licensed as an instructor or QMI affiliate in any of our nine core visual workplace courses. Keep your visual workplace going and growing. Visit our website at visualworkplace.com to learn more about workplace visuality, our products and services, and when Gwendolyn will be presenting near you. That website again is visualworkplace.com. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Many industries have been revolutionized by technology in the last decade. Books, music, TV, communications, and now it's happening to our money and the way we pay. Tune in to Breaking Banks with Brett King for a look at how technology and customer behavior will bring about more changes in banking in the next 10 years than in the last 200 years. Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific on Voice America Business Channel or on AM 1160 The Voice. You'll never look at your bank account the same again. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to The Visual Workplace, work that makes sense with Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's toll-free, 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to radio at visualworkplace.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. This is Gwendolyn Galsworth welcoming you back to the third segment of our show today at the Visual Workplace, where we are talking about next generation 5S, 5S on steroids, a 5S that actually does something more and goes somewhat, if not greatly, further than our traditional 5S as it has come to our shores and been changed, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And we were going through the four distinctive changes. I call them my four musketeers, so I have their names, Athos, Porthos, Aramis, and (laughs) D'Artagnan. You decide which is which, who is who, and what is what. 
we talked just before the break about the importance of the change of changing the purpose for so-called 5S. That 5S became because of a kind of attentiveness that I had towards these high performers. John Pacheco is my prime example, who who were using 5S to do something unusually different. And it was my job to figure out what. And their solutions were not solutions that looked like labels and lines. Their solutions were not formulaic. What they did was focus on the visual component, which I was promoting, of so-called 5S. And as they began to create solutions, I saw that they were addressing information deficits, that they were using 5S as a way to remove missing information, information deficits, and that the cleaning and the decluttering was simply a way to reveal the operational landscape so that they could see what wasn't there. But let me not get ahead of myself. So the first, the problem was redefined. 5S was no longer about neat and clean. It was about missing information. The second, and this was my introduction, I wanted to introduce a way, a shovel, a lever, that would help operators see further, a metric, if you will, that would help to reveal what was the causative trigger, what was causing the problem of searching, wandering, wondering, reworking, retesting, counting, counting again, and asking questions. And the metric I chose was motion, moving without working. This was a good 25 years ago. I remember the very night. It was about 2 in the morning. I was struggling because there was a dynamic missing. I was writing my book, Visual Systems, currently out of print. We hope to get it up maybe in January again. needs to go under some revision. But I was trying to figure out, I felt that there was something missing in the model. It needed a, um, a kind of vibrancy that was missing. And I realized, just kind of intuitively, that I needed a shovel, a metric, a lever. And I called it motion. Shingo, Shigeo Shingo was my sensei in the 1980s. So I knew very well the Toyota production system. And I knew Ono's Seven Deadly Wastes, and one of them was motion moving without working. And it occurred to me that motion was the perfect way to describe the behavior of what happened when information was missing. People were moving around aimlessly, searching for something. They didn't quite know where it was. They had an idea of what it was, and they looked, and they looked, and they looked. Motion moving without working. When I introduced that as the measurement system, it was saying to operators, you have a single enemy. Watch carefully. That enemy is your hands, your feet, and your mouth. Watch what your feet are doing. Watch what your hands are doing. And watch what your mouth is doing. Is your mouth asking questions? Because if it is, there's an information deficit. Is your mouth answering questions? Because if it is... There's an information deficit, only it belongs to someone else. Will you be a responsible citizen of your company 
and help that information deficit go away. And that brought us to the solution. So motion was the lever. The solution was visual devices. The only way to get rid of information deficits is by putting a visual device in its place. You replace what is missing, missing information, with what holds that information, visual devices. Missing answers replaced by visual answers. So we have the problem, missing information. We have the lever, motion moving without working. Watch your mouth. Is it asking or answering? Watch your feet. Are you walking away from the value field where you add value? Watch your hands. Are you reaching for something that is out of reach or not there? And at some point, are you overreaching? At some point, motion becomes simply overreaching, stretching in order to get something that you need as compared to ergonomically placed, as compared to a a value field, which is another term of art that came up after several more years, where you you move within your value field and any movement outside that defined space represents motion. We, be, we use a metric as, we use this metric as we use every metric. We refine it in order to see more clearly. So we had the problem, missing information. We have the lever, the shovel, the tool to dig in deeper, motion moving without working. We have the solution, visual devices. But there was a fourth part. And this fourth part for me was astonishing The fourth part was the engine, the thing that makes it go. And that thing is the power of the eye. I discovered eye-driven. I discovered that what was really happening was the heart of John Pacheco. What was really happening was an ignited mind. It was the will of John Pacheco that was determined to engage in this small struggle called motion and to be a victor, to achieve a victory. What was happening was a small battlefield, a challenge, if you will, a kingdom under attack, very dramatic, operatic in fact, changing the stage for the operator from humdrum, let's do it, do it again, do it again, do it again, collect my my salary, my paycheck, pay my mortgage, come back, do it again, do it again, and leave the better part of me in the car with the window cracked so there's something left of me when it's time for me to go home. The engine was the eye. This was a great discovery for me. Some of you know because you've listened a long time. I've been meditating for 40 years. I have been, and you know, it is not a religion. It is a way to keep the tension under control and to give me an internal sense of flow. It is a way to source, if you will, the I within, the power within. And suddenly I saw the connection between, oh my goodness, my work for my own personal Uh, maintenance, it's maintenance work and nourishment suddenly could be brought into the workplace. You know, it was a a hallelujah day for me to be able to see the congruity between the workplace 
and the inner journey. But that is what I discovered. And I made this discovery in the early 1990s and have been working the model since. At that time, I had 20 years under my belt. 20 hard years, believe me. (laughs) There's nothing more unpleasant than sitting with yourself in silence, at least for the first 20 or 30 years. (laughs) There you are. No one else is around. That's just you. (laughs) No one to blame. (laughs) So... I discovered the I, the power of the I. I discovered it. I didn't invent it. (laughs) But God has given me the gift of seeing. At least I saw it. And in the process of cracking that code, all the other elements fell into place. The I became the engine. And I saw that value-add associates could be trained to contribute to the company, to the company good, the corporate intent, in a new and very powerful way, and one that was personalized and one that would attack the newly named enemy, information deficits, with solutions that could be measured because the motion would be reduced. And I recognized, of course, that the motion was triggered by missing information. But it was my feet that were wandering around searching, my eyes that were scanning the work area, my hand that moved one object from here to there in order to get it in the right place, my mouth that asked, either asked or answered a question. And I realized that the individual mattered. And then I discovered over the next couple of decades, since the 1990s and now into this uh, millennium, that the I, the individual, mattered. Mattered in a way that was based on good business. Mattered in a way where the contribution could be extraordinary and also, in a very real sense, unique. That, in fact, the enemy of that would be, as I have mentioned to you many, many times, standardizing too soon. That we could ignite Operators, we could also ignite supervisors to make substantive contributions within their functional area that would help them with, and I'm using now language that comes out of eye driven and out of information deficits, with their need to know and their need to share. Suddenly, I had a system that was congruent, a congruent codified system that could be taught to operators and supervisors for them to be able to crack the code, the terrible silence of information deficits so that the workplace would speak and would speak in a voice that was their own, a voice that they recognize, if you will, their master's voice themselves, all congruent with the empowerment model by giving it hands and feet. So we will pick up the last piece of this after our next break, which is happening just about right now, and I'll see you when we get back. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. 
Are you ready to bring the power of the visual workplace to your company? Gwendolyn Galsworth, visual workplace expert and award-winning author, is available to help you harness and maximize that power. With nearly 30 years of hands-on experience, Dr. Galsworth shows you how through in-house seminars, site assessments, total company conversions, keynotes, coaching, and consulting. Learn about visuality through our books, DVDs, on-demand webinars, visual edge learning packages, and a host of other teaching materials. Enroll in the Visual Lean Institute and get trained and licensed as an instructor or QMI affiliate in any of our nine core visual workplace courses. Keep your visual workplace going and growing. Visit our website at visualworkplace.com to learn more about workplace visuality, our products and services, and when Gwendolyn will be presenting near you. That website again is visualworkplace.com. Bob Pritchard has over 30 years of experience as a straight-talking business consultant and author working with some of the top Fortune 500 companies. Now he's come to the Voice America Business Channel to help you and your business. Tune in to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show for information about starting and successfully running a profitable business. From the movers and shakers to great marketing screw-ups, you can't afford to miss a single edition of the Bob Pritchard Radio Show, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Listening to The Visual Workplace, Work That Makes Sense with Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1 866 472 5790. That's toll free 1 866 472 5790. Or send an email to radio at visualworkplace.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. Hi, this is Gwendolyn, and uh, welcome back to the last segment of our show today, Letting the Workplace Speak here at the Visual Workplace, and also talking about, as we are, Next Generation 5S, our 5S on steroids operator-led visuality. And we've walked through the four distinguishing elements that have made the shift from 5S to operator-led visuality. The four musketeers. Those four are, we are now looking at information deficits as the enemy, missing answers from the workplace, chronic. Chronic information deficits become the foe that we pursue instead of dirt and disorder or instead of getting a good mark on our audit. The audit doesn't really advance things unless you have different principles behind it. This pursuit was clearly a different order, a different level of logic. And as a result, operators were called upon to use different aspects of their intelligence. They were asked to think. And in addition, 
they had to learn. They had to learn a new way, a new way of looking. And when we do site assessments, and we do this with operators, we ask them to see what isn't there. What do you see? What does it mean? What do you not see? What does it mean? What does it mean? The things that are not there. It's a little bit of a jump in terms of turning your head around. We do the same thing with CEOs. Same thing with engineers. We're going to be doing this next week in Minnesota. Minnesota. So element number one, the problem is missing information. Element number two, we need a lever. We need a way to track the behaviors that we engage in when answers are missing from the workplace. We need a way to not just call it searching and wondering and wondering and asking questions and so on. We need a way to measure it. And so we use motion. And one easy way to use motion as a metric, right now you can start right now, get a little memo pad and keep track of the questions that you're asked on one side of the memo pad, flip it over and keep track on the other side of the questions that you ask. This is a great motion metric. Count them up. Hey, I answered 20 questions today and 12 of them were the same question. Yikes. Hey, I asked 30 questions today and 25 of them were the same question. (laughs) What am I supposed to be doing next and what's next and what's next? Whatever it is, that's a metric. Or grab a pedometer and map out the amount of time that you Spend not in your value field, somewhere other than your value field walking. Or just keep track of it, a tick mark every time you leave your value field. Or a stopwatch, the time away from your value field. These are all motion metrics. They're great for hunting down motion, for giving it a number. And what happens when we do this? Operator or plant manager, we become scientists of motion. We become scientists of this metric. And then we move on to the solution, which comes from this tremendous internal power of imagination and creation. How to make the information deficit disappear, because if we make the information deficit disappear, the motion goes with it. Motion is the symptom. Information deficit is the cause. Make them go away by turning the missing answer into a visual device, a visual answer. The deficit disappears and with it, symptom, and with it it's symptom motion. Hmm? And in replacing missing information with a physical device, a visual device, we then embed that detail of our operational system into the field of work, into that living, dynamic landscape we call the workplace, whether factory, hospital, or office. We build and widen our array of visual devices, and we embed the details, and those details become the language of our operations, and the workplace speaks. We do this iteratively. We do this one cycle after another after another, We are no longer engaged in neat and clean. Neat and clean is a platform, as I said at the top of the show, is a platform that allows us to see what is missing. The platform needs to be there. You cannot do 
operator-led visuality or any other visuality in a cluttered workplace. So you've got to do your 5S, but don't make it an art form because it isn't. It is simply a function, an outcome you put into place. And in areas, in companies that are doing operator-led visuality or company-wide visuality, you never worry about clutter. Because the person in that functional area will notice it and get it out of the way. You don't have to audit it. You don't even have to have a special blitz on it. It just happens because people recognize they're they're functioning on a much, much higher level of understanding of the operational system. They're walking this walk with you. And who who is it that is walking? Who is it is the I. This eye, this set of hands and feet, this person, this bag of behavior. Not only does the eye create the solution to missing information and gets rid of motion, but the eye also creates solutions that have never been seen on the planet before, that are created because of this wonderful combination of need and imagination meeting innovative solutions that respond so well so many of them become eventually visual best practices because they function on such a high level they're replicated and we do that instead of standardizing we simply identify the visual best practice we say this is this is the new bottom level, go beyond it. Use this as a base and create something greater. And what we're doing, and I'm going to be talking about this, I decided during the break I'll do one more show to round out where 5S goes after it kind of changes its identity. We're going to talk talk about the translation of behavior, the translation of information into behavior, because that's what we're doing. We are now embedding behavior, embedding behavior into our operational system. The very thing that you thought couldn't be done, embedding behavior, human behavior, machine behavior, corporate behavior, we're structuring that in. There's no need to standardize to get control. Instead, you structure behavior in through visuality. That is a dynamic outcome, not a control outcome. It has boundaries, but it also has tremendous forward movement, tremendous growth. I had a wonderful time with you today. I hope this has been useful and that you see what I see and that you see its value. I hope that is what happened, that you begin to see there is life after 5S and it's glorious life. I look forward to the next time. This is Gwendolyn Galsworth. I'm signing off. Let the workplace speak. appreciate your joining us this week for The Visual Workplace, work that makes sense. Please tune in for another episode next Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, featuring your host, Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth, on the Voice America Business Channel. Thanks again for listening.